Happy Sabbath once again. Are you excited about the Black History Month? Yes, it's good to know uh, some of the contributions that the African Americans have done into this country. To God be the glory, we extend our, our deepest sympathy to the uh, Fendersons. Our, uh, the Fendersons, Keith Fenderson, lost his mother. Uh, the, the lady we spoke about last week, that she fall and broke her hip. She then passed away uh, just last Sunday, 2.30 p.m., before the sun even arrived, and she was gone. So we extend our deepest sympathy to the family and also the Hilton family as they mourn uh, the loved ones that they lost. This morning, I just want to share with you a word. Just share with you a word, a word from God. A word comes from the book of John, chapter 5, and I'll be reading there from chapter 5, verse 1. But before that, I want us to read these words uh, that Brother Brown is going to put on the screen. I want us to read those words and see if we can be uh, encouraged. Let's all read that. Uh, in the dark of the midnight, right? Let's read it. Uh, have I oft hid my face, right? While the storm howls above me, and there's no hiding place. Meet the crash of the thunder. Precious Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Is that talking to anybody this morning? Till the storm passes over. Right, let's read it. Till the thunder sounds no more. Till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Oh, hold me fast. Let me stand. In the hollow of thy hand, keep me safe till the storm passes by. Many times, Satan whispers, there's no need to try, for there's no end of sorrow, there's no hope by and by. But I know thou art with me, and tomorrow I'll arise. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Did you hear that, friends? Uh, those are words coming from somebody who's been through a storm. When I was 15 years, I decided that I'll get baptized. But I was baptized in a different way because I was at a camp meeting. Uh, The gospel came and the preacher was preaching and all my friends, they, they decided just to stand up to the call. And I'm there by sitting on the pew or in, uh, on the bench. They used to call those benches like mourners, the mourners bench. And I'm sitting there and everybody else stood to the call and I'm just sitting there and I'm figuring, what is it that I'm missing? Am I missing anything? What is it that they heard that I didn't hear? And then I looked to the right and I looked to the left. I realized it was time for me to do something. Guess what I did? What did I do? I stood up. I stood up and I joined everybody else. And when I stood up to join everybody else, I don't remember what I said, but whatever I said, uh, it ended me 
uh, in a baptismal class. Whatever I said, they were quick to write my name and put me in the baptismal class. And there we go. The camp meeting is going. Everybody is excited. And, you know, uh, personally, I don't know the reason why I stood up. But now I'm studying with everybody else. It's a camp meeting, uh, Sunday morning, uh, Saturday evening, actually, after the divine worship, we went in for baptism. It's time for me to be baptized. I was the last one to stand up. However, I was the first one to go in. And so here I am. Uh, it's a river, right? It's a flowing river. And there I am. I went in dry, right? Like we always do. You go in dry, right? I went in dry. And I came out wet. Wet. That's it. I went in dry. I came out wet because nothing had took place in my heart. I stood up to be baptized because everybody else was doing it. My friends were getting baptized. I, I didn't know it then because I, I said that because I had questions in my heart. I had so many questions in my heart, I beg that time. You know, there were times even as I, uh, as far as doubt was uh, in each one of our hearts. Do you sometimes feel doubtful? Yeah, I struggled with that. At some point in my time, in, in my life, in my, uh, in my life, I, I struggle with doubt. I, I struggle. I hope nobody else experienced uh, such, and I hope it's, on, it's, it's, it's only my experience. I went into the baptismal pool, uh, into the river, got baptized, and I still came out with my doubts. If you, are not, if, you are, if you didn't go through such, then I want to say thank God for where you are today. Just thank God where you are today. But, but I joined church because I'm baptized, right? I'm a member of the church now. Joined church in what was known as, uh, uh, all this was happening during the what? The camp meeting. But now I am a member of the church because I'm baptized, right? Is that true? Yes, you become a member. But uh, I was just uh, on the, on the, on the church roll, I would say, but still I had doubt in my heart. I, even, uh, I was even in doubt as to whether there was a God or not. I, I, I hope that you are not in that position. I, I hope that uh, it's something that you don't struggle with, but I struggled with that thing about whether uh, there was actually a God or not. I, I wanted to know for sure that there was, there, there, there was. I wanted to feel, uh, I wanted to feel that Holy Ghost power that people shouted and talked about. Have you ever heard people talking about how they feel when they are converted? I didn't feel that. That's why I was in doubt because I thought I should feel something. Okay, I wanted to know uh, that there was something that was real 
that was beyond my human comprehension. When I got baptized, I didn't have that. And I, I wanted to know that there is a, a much higher power than mankind. When I was baptized, I, I didn't feel that. When I was baptized, people were still dying. That's why I was in doubt. That's why I'm telling you, I went in dry, but I came, in, I came out wet because people were still dying. And I was still losing my loved ones. And then I realized one thing was very common, uh, evil persisted in that day uh, and time as a child. When I was growing up, just, just like it does in this day and time. In this day and time, evil still persists. It was real back then. Uh, people were being killed back then when I got baptized. There were wars going on. Uh, my country and other surrounding countries, uh, and I'll see my age group or younger people than me going to war, and some of them were coming back in body bags, dead. How can I not be doubtful if there's a God? How they were being drafted, these young people were being drafted off into the armed forces, and there, some of them that were being sent back home in body bags, dead. So I needed to understand something about God. Don't judge me. It was just my feeling. Well, thanks be to God. I, I praise him for what he did. One day, as a kid, I, I cried out. I, I, I was all by myself, and I said, God, if you really, uh, if you really, if you are real, if you're really real, if you are there, if you hear me, I want you to know that, I want, you, I want to know that you are real. I wanted to know if God was real, not to you, but to me. I want you to do something for me. I told God that. Lord, at this time, will you move into my life and give me uh, the understanding that you are there. You are there. A and when I pray that prayer, friends, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but one thing I do remember, the Holy Spirit overshadowed my life. In that very moment, and something began to change on the inside. The things that I, uh, I looked at before, uh, I looked at them in a different, in a different light. Uh, he, God, separated my very soul from the things of this world and made me look at the things in a different light. That's what the Spirit of God will do for you today. You have to be on your own and cry out to the Lord. And you hear you and you feel his presence in your life. Now, if by chance, if by chance you are walking in that doubt, you here. But if you are not walking in the doubt, praise God. Okay? Right? Can we say hallelujah to that? Praise God. Hallelujah to the name of Jesus. If you believe in him and you have no doubt. Well, this is the situation as far as our scripture is concerned today. John, the writer, uh, John is not one of the uh, uh, synoptic gospel writers like uh, Matthew, Luke, uh, uh, Mark. John is giving us a different perspective. Uh, he is giving us a different outlook on the life of Jesus 
and the works of Christ and the building of the kingdom here on this earth. In the 50th chapter, uh, you find there is a man uh, who's paralyzed, but, 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 but just before that, there's a nobleman, uh, son is healed. And so there are two stories here. One is on John chapter 4, verse 46 through 53, and that story reads, So Jesus came again to, to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water into wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. I'm reading from John chapter 4, verse 46 through 53. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Uh, then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go your way, your son lives. So the man believed that uh, the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way, verse 51, and as he was now going down his servants met him and told him, saying, saying, your son lives. Verse 52, then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, uh, the fever left him. 53, so the father knew that it was at the time, it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. This is a classic story of somebody who has no doubt on what Jesus can do. Classic story. The nobleman's son is sick and he runs into Jesus and Jesus told him straight up, your son is going to get well. He believed 100%. He went home uh, like Jesus said, go home. And then his child that he loved, uh, his servant runs to him and tell him, that he's well, he's doing well, and everything is okay. Because of one reason. Because of faith, right? Because of faith. He believed. Faith is what? Is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? Are we together? Right? Don't sleep on me. Do not. Wake up. This man believed by? By faith. Turned to go home. And when he met one of his servants that was coming that way, he told him, your son is going to be all right. He believed. The fever, this boy had fever. The fever broke, and he's getting better right now. He's told, right? Now, and when he told him that, he asked him, what time did it actually happen? And he told him the time it happened the day before, and he realized that was the very time that Jesus had told him to go. Jesus told him, go home, your son will be well. And what did he do? He went. Everything is going to be all right. I want to say to you this morning, everything is going to be all right. Can you shout? Everything is going to be all right. Yeah, you may, you may feel some fever right now in your brain or in your life, but everything is going to be all right. Did you hear me? 
Why? Because by faith, this nobleman, he believed. Are you, are you believing what you just said, that everything is going to be all right? Are you believing that? Everything is going to be all right. Here's the other thing. By faith, he also, do, he also did what? He trusted, right? He trusted what Jesus said, right? By faith, he dug into his faith to believe that his son will be okay and his son was okay. Can you believe that? Now, the scripture we wrestle with today, it's a different scripture than this man who just has faith. This man has no doubt. Now, it's a different scene on John chapter 5 from verse 1. That's our scripture for today. Uh, go with me to this scene, if you will, John chapter 5. After that, it says, there was a feast of the Jews. We don't know which one it was. Uh, we don't know whether it was Feast of Trumpets or the Feast of Passover. We don't know, but there was a feast going on, and they were headed to Jerusalem. By, right, uh, to Jer now they are uh, in Jerusalem, it says, by the ship gate. I'm reading from John chapter 5 from verse 1 going on, right? We're going to end at verse 17. But there was a feast going on, and they were headed to Jerusalem. Now they are in Jerusalem, it says, by the ship gate, a pool which is called in the Hebrew uh, Bethsaida. Bethsaida. Bethsaida, he said. It had five porches. In these porches, in these areas around the pool, there is a great multitude of people who are sick. Are you reading that? This sounds more like a hospital. Did you, did you, did you really see that? Bethesda, Bethesda uh, looks like a hospital. Uh, in these porches, in these areas around the pool, there are a great multitude of people who are sick. Not only some of them were physically sick, some of them are blind. Some of them are lame. Some of them are paralyzed. And all of them who are on the porches, something is happening. Something must happen for them as they are waiting on the porches. Looks to me it's a hospital with different wings. You know, uh, people are just waiting for their turn to see the doctor. They are all waiting for a reason. Look at the scripture there. They are all waiting for a reason at a time in which the stirring, the stirring or the moving of the water begins to take place. That's what they were waiting for. They were waiting for the movement of the water, the stirring of the water uh, to begin to take place. They believed. Here's what they believed. They believed. They believed that an angel comes down at a certain season and stirs the water. And as the water is being stirred, their faith is just to the point as to what they believe is. Thus, the first one that gets in the pool will be healed. They believe whoever gets in the pool, once the water gets stirred, that's the one who will receive the healing. In essence, hmm, their faith is not so embedded and understood as to where they believe that beyond the first into the pool, or that the second, or the third, or the fourth, or the fifth will be healed. You see, my friends, this word comes to us today reading from this scripture. Sometimes we have limited faith. Did you hear me? That is limited faith right there. 
They had limited faith. They just believed that one person will get healed at a time. Limited faith. Sometimes we don't understand. We don't understand that God uh, healed uh, sister Saul and Saul. Uh, the same God can also heal me. Did you hear that? The God that healed sister Saul and Saul can also heal me. Right? Sometimes we don't understand that the same God who caused the blind man to see can tell me, take up my bed and walk. Some of us have been through circumstances and situations. And I'm looking at some of you who, who had COVID, but thanks be to God, right? The same God that gave the doctors the intelligence as to what to use and what to do for you at that time brought you back to good health. Glory be to God. That's faith, my friends. That's faith. That's faith. That's believing. That's trusting God in the midst of all the troubles as far as life is concerned. This man was laid there. There's a man right there by the pool, the man we're talking about. He was paralyzed. And the Lord walked up to him and asked him, this man has been paralyzed for 38 years. 38 years, and 38 years he's waiting for a chance to dive into the pool. 38 years, my friends, 38 years. He's just waiting. He's there every day, but guess what happened? He never gets to go in there, okay? And the Lord Jesus walked up to him and asked him, will you be made well? In other words, do you want to get well? Right? That's, that's what Jesus says. And he said, he, he said, Jesus simply said, do you want to get well? Listen to what he said. Lord, I don't have anybody to help me. Is that the question? Is that the question? Do you want to get well? Say, he said, Lord, I don't have anybody to, to help me. Once the water gets stirred, I don't have anybody to help me get into the pool. That's not the question. The question is, do you want to get well? Will you believe me enough to know that you can be healed? That's what Jesus is saying. Will you believe me enough to know that you can be healed? All right? And he's sitting there saying, I don't have anybody. He says, when I'm about to get in, somebody steps in ahead of me. Sounds like somebody I know. All right? I'm always late because guess what? Or somebody's always ahead of me. Every time when I, I'm closer to make it, I slide myself down the pool, but somebody jumps in ahead of me. You see it in the text? It's in the text. But Jesus said, that ain't what I asked you. I just looked. Now, this is me. I just looked, and I see Jesus in, in a wonderful light there, in a wonderful light, because he looked at in a light of compassion. He's looking at this man in the light of compassion. He feels sorry for him, right? But at the same time, Jesus, he looks at him with a light of compassion, a light as to where he is almighty. He didn't know that the help he needed was right there. The help he needed was, was right there. Because Jesus is a what? He's a healer. You believe that? He's a healer. Do you believe that? Yeah. He's a bridge over troubled waters. 
Do you believe that? He is a shelter in the time of storm. Do you believe that? I see him in a different light, and now he's asking this man, will you be made whole? Do you want to get well? And the man says, I don't have anybody helping me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Your help is right there. Your help is on the way. Did you hear me? Your help is on the way. I'm talking to you. Don't worry about this man. Your help is on the way. And I want to remind you this morning, your help is right there where you are, right? Your help is there in the time of struggle. Yes, is there. Your help is there in the time of storm. Your help is there when you are confused. He can bring about a peace of mind that transcends all your understanding. You can have that peace. But you got to trust him, my friend. You got to trust him. Jesus looked at the man and says, look here, son. Here's what I want you to do. I am thinking, this, you know, this is me thinking. I'm thinking this man is sitting there looking at him in anticipation as to what his next words are going to be. But no, he says, take up that bed you own and walk. Take up your bed and walk. In other words, Jesus is saying, get out of here. Get out of here. You're here wallowing and crying. I got nobody to help me. And the power, the presence of God is right there with you. Do you want to get well? In other words, get out of here. You're going to be made whole. I'm saying to you this morning, get out of here. You're going to be all right. Your problems that you came in with, when you leave this place, they are gone. Do you believe that? Amen. You have to believe, friends. We talked about the nobleman that he believed. Before he even go home, before he even went, he believed. And by the time he's walking back home, the uh, miracle took place already. His son is doing well. So the man took up his bird. Jesus said, come on, let's do this. Get out of here. You are whole. You are complete. And the man took up his bed. The Bible says, and immediately he took up his bed and he walked. And he walked. But I want to show you, I want to show you the opposite side of this thing. All the good sometimes that you do. All the good sometimes that you do. All that glorifies God, all that shows the mighty power of God. But there's still somebody, there's still somebody who's going to look at it in a negative light. You read the whole story to verse 17, you realize the Pharisees and the scribes were there. Right? The Pharisees and the scribes were there. The, Pharisees, the scribes, the Pharisees, and all of those who were there and saw the miracle of this man. They saw the miracle. Look, listen to what this man had been sick for what 38 years right but I want you to go back and read he had been sick he had been lame he had been lying there for 38 long years and now freedom freedom is granted to him as to where he can make his own uh, he can make it on his own now he can walk he can make it on his own right and the very thing that happened thereafter, read the next text, the Pharisees and the scribes, they got mad. They got mad. 
Jesus just healed a man who been lying there for 30 years. Now he can go and work for himself. But now the scribes and the Pharisees, they are mad. They are mad. They are really mad. I want to tell you today that when you get served, the devil went mad. The devil is angry. The moment you declare, the moment you got baptized, the devil gets so mad with you. And here you see, my friends, the scribes got mad, really mad. You know why they got mad? Do you know what the reason? Because they got mad because Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath day. That was their anger. They were angry that the man who's been suffering, the man who's been diseased, this man who's been bound, and now bound by disease, bound by sickness, but he did it. Now he can walk. But now they pick a fight. Why did Jesus heal him on Sabbath day? Did you hear that, my friends? When you get saved, somebody's going to get mad. And one of them is the devil. But I have a word for you today. I have something to say to you today. Let me tell you something. My God is a God who can heal every day. Did you hear me? My God can heal every day. It doesn't matter if it's Sabbath. He will heal anyway. My God is a God who can heal every day. My God is a God that is not a respecter of persons. My God is a God that is not a respecter of a day of the week. Whatsoever your hands may find to do, do that as unto the Lord. My God is a healer. I don't know about your God. He heals on Sabbath day. Right? My God is a healer. My God is a God who can take the impossible and turn it to possible. My God is a God who can turn the darkness of your life into light. My God is a God that can turn uh, a cloudy day into a sunshine day. Do you believe that? You got to believe that. My God is a God that will pick you up when you have been pressed down. Did you hear me that? My God is a God who will make a way out of no way for you. My God is a God that can bring something back to life that was dead. My God is a God that will pick you up and set you on your feet on solid ground. Do you believe that? You have to believe that, my friend. You know, we got to be people uh, of faith. Did you hear me? People of faith. You know, that song says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the rock, I speak to me. On Christ the rock, I all other ground is sinking sand. And if you are here this morning, if you are here this morning, and you know not the Christ. You don't know Christ. Who is Christ? The son of the living God. I, I want to tell you that. He is a life-changing God. That can bring peace in the midst of a storm. This morning he pleads with your heart. This morning he wants to show you the way of salvation. If you are here this morning and you know not the Christ. You don't have a church home. 
or a home church. You, you strayed away from the church and, and you want to come back to a, to, to a fellowship of born-again believers that will love you and help you to grow in Christ. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow belongs to eternity. For those of you who are watching by streaming video, I want to say come to Christ this morning, this afternoon. Come and know he will make a way out of no way. And the church will receive you with open arms. The doors of the church are open to you. With the help of the Holy Spirit, this can be a new beginning. And you can also be a candidate for baptism. If you are baptized, you can still join our church. Uh, and, and, and be a, a member and we fellowship together. And you'll be happy about that decision. For you have others to pray with and share your joy and your burdens. And with that, friends, I want to say, may we all stand as we close. And so, I extend the invitation. It's open to you. You can always see a, 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 one of the elders and tell them about your decision. And uh, we'll let you know. And fellowship begins. We will close with this uh, song, the 332. The Cleansing Word.
Amen. Let's bow our heads as we speak to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for the clean, uh, cleansing word. And we sing, I plunge, and all I see, I see. Thank you for being our, our God. Thank you for loving us, even though we are of little faith. We pray at this moment that you increase our faith. Only you can do that. And so we're here. We're about to go to those homes again. And the devil is raging, waiting for us. But Father, we surrender all to you withholding nothing that we will go back home and will tell the devil that you have no power over me. Christ lives in me, and that's enough. And so I pray this morning that may you cover us with your grace, that may we be found faithful to speak the word back to our troubles. May we be found faithful to trust in you, even though sometimes it's hard to do. Thank you for being our God. Those who are sick, Father, give them a double portion of your grace this morning. Visit with them and heal them so that they'll tell their testimony about how good you've been to them. Those who are traveling, Father, may you cover them with your grace. May you go ahead of them, be there for them, to live and to provide. Make provisions as they travel. And those who are stuck with disappointments, Father, heal that heart. Heal that heart, Lord, I pray. And those who struggle with forgiveness, Lord, help them to know it's good for themselves to forgive. As we leave this place, Father, teach us. May we just stay close to thee. Because we know when we are close to thee, the devil has no chance. So never leave us. We invite your presence throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout our lives. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.